0: And cast all right folks welcome to the monsters madness and magic podcast i'm your host justin here with a quick word before we dive in now in this episode i chat with actor and stuntman max wang about mortal combat martial arts joining the jackie chan stunt team kung lao and more Also, I know I say this every week, folks, but reviews really help the show a lot, and uh, I want to reward you guys somehow if you take the time out of your day to leave us a review. So if you send me a screenshot of your review on whichever platform you prefer, I'll give you a shout-out on the next episode, and I'm also tinkering around with merch currently so in the future i'd like to offer a discount to all of those that send me their reviews so find us on all the social media platforms at monsters madness and magic and let me know what you think that being said i'd like to give our first shout out to friend and fan of the show mr brandon Lane of the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast for leaving us a nice five-star review on Spotify. And folks, if you're not listening to Rants from the Black Lodge, you need to get on that immediately. Brandon and company do a great job over there reviewing all your favorite horror flicks. Anyway, without further ado, here you go.
1: Greetings, boils and goobles. This is your comrade, the Cryptkeeper here, reporting dead from the sanctuary of the stray. Tonight's macabre myth is a fright-filled feature, one overflowing with monsters, madness, and magic.
0: (laughs) Take us back in time to when you were a kid, where you're a book reader, fort builder, troublemaker... Are we all of the above?
1: I guess all of the above. You know, as a kid, I mean, I was always playing around. I guess that's the reason why I ultimately became an actor. I ended up here doing what I love, is just play around and be in that kind of fantasy world. As a kid, I, I always used to copy different from movies, different characters, and just would always be in that role play kind of mode all mm-hmm. the time. And it was kind of obvious, I think, to my parents as well, that I was a little different from the other kids. Having a strong interest in the artistic world. Now, you're parents
0: themselves were they at all interested in the arts were they ever involved in theater yeah
1: so my dad he comes from indonesia but he's chinese born indonesian and he came to germany when he was 18 i believe and you know he comes from a Family out of musicians, and he became a conductor and a pianist himself. He studied music here in Germany. That's actually where he then met my mom, who also studied music, you know, opera and singing. Me and my brother, my little brother, who is five years younger than me, we grew up surrounded by classical music, all all sorts of music, but mostly classical music. And so there was a strong impact. In that sense, Well
0: when you're growing up, how early on are you interested in movies and whatnot? What were some of your favorite movies growing up?
1: <laughs> I kind of grew up, probably like any other kid in uh, Germany at that time, uh, just watching TV at first. And uh, I remember there were a lot of adventure-like films, such as like pirate movies or western. I mean, I got, I just got sucked into the world of western right away. Uh, to me, that was the thing, you know. Right, I used right. to then um, associate with being Native Americans or, or cowboys, that, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That was really, really a cool time experience. And a little bit later, but I was still very young, probably five years old or so. My dad, because of his Chinese background, he started to introduce me to those Kung Fu flicks that starred Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee, of course. And uh, later on, I got into the Jet Li movies Mm. it came a bit later and so those were the kind of films that i was watching when i was a kid
0: now were you playing much video games growing up
1: no actually my mom was very strict about watching tv so we could i remember we we just had a very small tv and then also we weren't allowed to watch all the time it was like a restricted time zone where we could actually watch stuff and then (laughs) so games was really a thing in our household but of course when i visited some of my friends who had access to like playstation or nintendo or whatever right yeah i i used to play because that was a new thing for me that was cool but i I never really got into gaming that much i remember i bought my when we bought our first pc though that we used to play a lot of what was it strategy games like No it's like where you start building a world and it's really hard to explain to me but anyway that one i remember prince of persia
0: so at what point did you start training in martial arts
1: i started training in martial arts when i was 11 years old but i had a huge interest in martial arts before that it wasn't uh, I, i didn't have access to any school or anything back then so i would copy stuff from the movies so basically the movies introduced me to the martial arts right and then later on because of the martial arts, I got back into, into the movie industry. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it kind of full full circle in the end. But yeah, I started with 11 years old here in Germany and um, come from a city called Nuremberg, most known for Trials of Nuremberg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring uh, that up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now we got that out of yeah. it. <laughs> and yeah, there weren't many many uh, martial arts schools at that time. There was Judo, Karate, and then Kung Fu kind of slowly became a thing, I guess. And uh, I was highly interested in Chinese martial arts because of the movies. And then, um, yeah, I started Wing Chun training when I was 11 years old and then moved on to train in various other styles. Moved to China when I was 15 to train at a school nearby the Shaolin Temple. And that was a uh, amazing experience i had i stayed there for only two months yeah it's just so many impressions i got from that trip not necessarily becoming uh, a great martial artist just from two months of training but just the whole impact of coming to a new country and and learning all these different things and the language the food and of course the training so that was a really cool experience for me when i was younger Uh, when i came back i still continued to compete here in germany at a lot of what we call like it's either full contact fighting or semi-contact fighting which is like basically point fighting. So I did that for a couple of years, won a couple of medals. And then uh, I moved back to China for a long time to actually study martial arts at a university in Shanghai. The last time I really competed was in 2015, representing the German national wushu team. That was really the last time I was competing. And after that, I decided to fully devote my time to the movies.
0: Right, so that first trip to China when you were 15, that was your first time ever visiting the country? Yeah, correct. So was that a big culture shock for you? Was it sort of difficult to adjust?
1: I saw some documentaries on China before I got there, so I kind of knew what would expect me. There wasn't too much of a cultural shock, but of course, it was very different from European way of life. And back then, China wasn't that developed yet. So that was in 2004 or five. It was before the economic rise of, of China, so everything was a bit... Especially in the area where the Shaolin Temple is located, it's a fairly poor area. So yeah, I would get to see all of those different things. And yeah, I would say it was a cultural shock anyway. <laughs>
0: So you said that martial arts was essentially your intro into the movie business. So how did that happen for you? It seems unorthodox.
1: Oh, it really is. I mean, I don't know. I, I just always believed that I For me it started with Bruce Lee. When I watched his movies, I felt like I could really associate to what he was doing and I felt there was a slight chance that I could one day do what he does which is doing cool stuff on camera and you know beating up people (laughs) essentially you know that's what it was but yeah it it, also because to me uh, of course an Asian figure like Bruce Lee became a huge motivator for me because back in Germany I mean there weren't many heroes that I could associate with so Bruce Lee was a strong figure of course, Jackie Chan as well. Right. But I, I guess Bruce Lee, in a way, because he represented masculinity and you know power and strength, agility, speed, all those attributes. And uh, in my head, I, I kind of decided that that's the way I wanted to go, take my future to. And so it was really unorthodox, yeah. Because most people, for example, in my school, they after they graduated from high school, they just earned a living, you know, a nine-to-five job. I decided to just leave the country and do my thing, and that was because of the early movies that I saw. The more I I started learning martial arts, I guess I built up a kind of confidence because, oh, you slowly learn that, wow, I can do these things, actually. I mean, things started to work out. People were like complimenting me, like, oh, hey, actually, you're pretty good at this. So why don't you uh, pursue a career in, in the movie? So my confidence slowly built up started very early on i mean my dad had this huge camcorder back then with the vhs camcorders i used to just use that camcorder all the time shooting different things i would start to uh, write scripts even and my little brother I was, yeah i would use my little brother all the time to <laughs> to be in front of the camera and we would try out different things like fight scenes and stuff like that and then later on when we got a computer i would have an attitude program and slowly cut stuff together and realize, oh wow, so cool what you can do, you know, just make up things from scratch and pretty cool to realize that. And so slowly but gradually I did all that stuff and I put together a little show reel from the best movements and clips I had. I forwarded it to a couple of people that I met in the industry. I landed my first TV job uh, as a stuntman in Germany on a show called uh, Lasco. It's funny because it's about a Bavarian monk who knows Chinese martial arts, it totally doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of the thing at the time. It was full of martial arts, so that was my first jump into the industry here in Germany. And then, exactly at that time, Jackie Chan came to Germany to promote the karate kit. I managed to, to give my tape to, not him directly. But I handed it to Jaden Smith, who was part of the cast for The Karate Kid. And then he, by surprise, he really took it. And he went off. I think about a month later, I got an email from the head of who was like Jackie Chan Stunty. You know, <laughs> Did you I almost was faint? I almost fainted. <laughs> the funny thing is, because, I mean, that thing changed my life. But yeah, it, that, that, that was, it was crazy. I remember I was in Shanghai at that time because after the premiere, after handing Jaden Smith the tape, a couple of weeks later, I fly to Shanghai to pursue my studies in Chinese language and martial arts. And I had no idea that, that they would get back to me. And when I opened the email, they said, well... Hi, he's the stunt coordinator of the Jackie Chan team, and Jackie saw your tape, and he really likes it. And we would like to invite you to Shanghai because we're shooting a movie in Shanghai. Are you able to come to Shanghai? <laughs> and so I kind of blanked out. I was like, "Is this fake?"
0: I can only imagine.
1: Call all my family, my mom, my dad, and they were like, "What is going on? <laughs> is this like a? Is this fake? Is this a spam?" No, I guess it's it's real, you know. And then I wrote them back like, "Hey, thank you for your message. I'm, I'm in Shanghai, you know. I'm, I'm already here." <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Let's meet up. And so, a couple days later, I met up with a stunt coordinator who now is my mentor. He introduced me to the rules or the terms, what it means to be in the team and the responsibilities that you have to carry once you're in the team and the ethical. After the meeting, I didn't hear from him for I think a year because they were delaying the shoot. When it finally started shooting, I was already back in Germany for whatever reason, and then. I decided to fly back by myself to China. I bought a ticket and I showed up almost at, you know, at their office and said <laughs> like, I'm here, let's let's go, waited for too long. They said, okay, let's try you and see what you got. I got a contract for the first film, which was um, called Armor of God 3, Chinese Zodiac. Later, I found out that the team and Jackie, they would, that was a test period in the beginning of that for maybe the first three months. They were testing me if I could sustain and adapt to their way of working. And if I was a, whether I was a nice guy or not, you know, because they're really looking for people with a good character, character qualities. I mean, that's what he always says, Jackie. You got to be a good person first, and then skill is kind of secondary. But we want to have good people in our team. And so I think the first couple of months that was a test run, whether or not I yeah. would fit. Luckily, I made it.
0: That just goes to show you, anybody who listens, that you just hand the tape off, you take the shot, send the email, you never know who's ever going to get back to you, you know. Good good shit happens.
1: Yes, once in a while. I think I really won, won the lottery with this one. I mean, before me, there were two Australian stunt guys in the 90s who made it into the team, permanently made it into the core team. And then I came after that, but in between there was no one who really joined the team as an official member. So I guess a lot of different components came together. I was there at the right time, at the right place. Everything kind of fit the universe, put it all together.
0: Did you eventually meet Jackie?
1: Yes. You know, once uh, we started filming the first film, one of the team members, that's the first time I talked to Jackie. I remember was, he was taking me to the office and they were just in the middle of a meeting. Five to ten people in that room. Jackie was sitting in a chair, and the stunt team member was introducing me, like, "Hey, this is Max from Germany. Just arrived. Say hi." Yeah, I shook his hand. I was like, "Nice to meet you." And um, he was like, "Yeah, welcome." And from then on, I mean, we almost spent every day together on set and working together. It's really like a familiar environment working with him because the team, the stunt team, is in Chinese. We call it Cheng Jia which. The translation of that is Jackie Chan's family. And so he really takes his stunt team members as part of his family. And so we take care of each other on and off set. You know, he would always treat us for dinner after shooting and stuff like that. Be really generous and kind and and act like a big brother because that's what we call him in China is Daga or Daikou is translation for big brother.
0: So is that the main aspect that sets the Jackie Chan stunt team apart from any other group you've worked with or individual is that very professional would you uh, say?
1: I would say that's one part because mm. I work with other productions aside from working with the team and yeah I really got a sense that the whole bonding as a real family or the team tremendously helps or makes it more comfortable because you can really trust each other you know you don't even verbally have to communicate sometimes it's just exchanging looks and then we have to do it because we're so in tune and That just comes from so many years of working together with the same people. So I guess if you're always changing, working with different people, yes, there might be a benefit to it, but the JCT makes it really easy. And we're so adapted to Jackie and his specific expectations that we don't have to have like long conversations on how to do this or that. It's just like, okay, let's go. Right. So I guess that's the real benefit of it. And I would say in the 80s, sort of when... Police Story, those kind of films came out. The JC team were really famous for being, I mean, the neck breakers of the industry. They would do the most crazy stunts, Mm -hmm. most hilarious stunts, and they became quite well known for that, you know. Because I guess at that time, the different stunt teams in Hong Kong, they were like pushing each other each and every year. You know, who can do the more dangerous, more exciting stuff? And Jackie's team really ended up being number one because nobody in the end wanted to mess with them you know they did like all the crazy stuff people Mm -hmm. were like okay that's it (laughs) they are they're the best
0: now are there still multiple stunt teams in China or is it just Jackie now
1: no 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 they are big icons for example is um, you know, Yun-Wu Ping, who worked on The Matrix. He kind of kind of got the Hong Kong-flavored Kung Fu style over to America in the beginning of 2000. And so he has his core team. There's Sammo Hong, Jackie's big brother. He has his own team. And also, like, there are many, many teams, and they all have this family or, like, a clan. They still exist. And each and every stunt team has their really particular own style of how to do action. So there's mm-hmm. different different ways of... How to do an action move, and none of them is i mean it, it's up to the spectator up to the audience
0: so max uh let's talk mortal Kombat. So mortal Kombat. <laughs> when you <laughs> finally get around to it is was that a typical audition for you or was it a right place right time situation
1: both well the whole mortal Kombat thing it well first of all i when i first got aware of the project i think i heard of of it on Facebook, new Mortal Kombat movie shooting in Australia, and I was like, wow, I really want to be on that movie, and I called, uh, I wrote a couple of people who I knew in the industry in Australia, because I worked a couple of times in Australia before, and I asked them, like, do you know anything about that movie, and they said, um, sadly, we don't but wish you good luck. Later on, I auditioned for it, in like a, a normal audition, online casting tape. At that, because at the time I found, I just found my manager in LA, and he kind of sent me the tape for Mortal Kombat. And and I remember I videotaped myself at my dad's place up until three in the morning or so. And the next day he woke up, he could repeat my lines because I was doing it over and over again. <laughs> And he knew all the lines the next day. And it was quite funny. But I was auditioning originally for Liu Kang. Yeah. That's cool. So that was that's quite interesting. I just had
0: Ludi on last week. That's funny.
1: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Ludi got the part eventually, which I think was, was the right choice, the perfect choice. <laughs> but I really wanted that role in the first place. Yeah. And so I tried really hard and I gave it my all and, and I sent the tape off. You know, They got back to me saying, um, yeah, we, we just found the right guy and I'm sorry, but you did very good that was kind of it <laughs> and i guess two or three months later my manager called me again and said they actually want you for the part of kung lao Which and for, by that
0: sorry i was just gonna say for my money as a mortal Kombat fan kung lao's a lot cooler <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you <laughs> well at that time i was back in china to do some stuff and i was kind of depressed because i didn't land any of the acting gigs because I really tried hard to become a working actor. You know, there were a lot of no's. I was kind of like in a in a hole. Where's this going? Is this going anywhere? And I'm I'm, I'm turning 30 and my goal was always that before I turn 30, I would get one of these roles. Yeah. Whether it's in Hollywood or in Asia, but I need to have um, some sort of an acting role that has some quality behind it, not just right. be, be a random, random guy. It was in the middle of the night when managed to call me. In. Uh, He said, you got the role. I was like, what is going on? And uh, that was kind of similar to the first experience that I had with the Jackie Chan email. It was like surreal and the world was spinning and I was like, okay, that's crazy. He said, "Um, you're flying to New Zealand in a week and you're going to try on the hat and you're going to fly to Sydney to meet the director and the cast. And then you're going to fly to LA to do some more acting preparation for it. And then you're going to film in Sydney again. I was like, okay, let's do it. (laughs) So, yeah, it started to move on really fast from that point. I really enjoyed that time. It was great.
0: Now, we already talked about, you know, you said earlier you were not a big game player growing up. But you had to be aware of what Mortal Kombat was.
1: No, no, I was totally aware of Mortal Kombat. And I used to play it, not like religiously, but uh, yeah, I was kind of familiar with it. To be honest, I wasn't too familiar with Kung Lao in the first place. Right. I was like, Kung Lao? Uh, rings a bell but and then i didn't have an image and then googled it and i was like ah that guy with the hat at first i kind of started to worry to be honest because there was a lot of pressure i was like okay well they already have a game they already have a layout of how he should look like how he should behave perform and can i match those expectations that was like my first concern and uh yeah i mean luckily i think the fans they
0: you did great kind of, yeah so, you did great man yeah, like you're one of the well, best thank you. Best parts in the movie.
1: Thank you, thank you. Good to hear that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like you just said, you didn't really have much info on Kung Lao. Did you take any of the stuff from the games or anything and try to kind of work it into what you were doing, or did you just wing it?
1: Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. I, I was super ac- I tried to be super accurate about each and every detail of Mortal Kombat, because I was like, okay, this is the sort of movie that is made for the fans. Like I said, there's a layout already. They have certain expectations on how it should look like. And the last movie was a, you know, a real burner. So we gotta make this right. And I, I really tried to give it my all. And so, yeah, I was doing a lot of research. Like, even on YouTube, I would watch so many videos on Kung movements from the game, from MK11. And, you know, after each kill, the, the characters come kind of with like a movement pattern. I was looking at all of that and I realized that Kung Lao's, the movements that he was showing in the game, a lot of them I've learned already during my martial arts training. And I was even competing with some of these movements at like high professional competitions. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, oh wow. It's still gonna be hard and difficult, but it got a lot easier no, because I knew a lot of these movements already yeah and so i implemented those kind of things and then i i try to figure out how to use the hat because i found that the hat is kind of the is the soul of kung lao so i wanted to make it shine and uh, bring it in, into the foreground and, and really create the character using the hat and i came up with a couple of movements and i was trying out different things and i had two or three months in china at a jackie chan training center mm-hmm. is the biggest training center in the world for, for stuntman. it's wow. huge it just so happened that i was there at that time and so i had all the, the access to it, the equipment and, and wires and stuff like that and i really took the time three months to carve out the style
0: did you get to keep the hat
1: fortunately not <laughs> damn it <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that hurt yeah that's did
0: you Back. did you try to get it to be honest yes
1: <laughs> i tried i tried to, uh, would've let me. Yeah. You
0: know, so in my book, you've got the uh the coolest scene in the movie. You know, you got the flawless victory, you got the hat fatality. So mm-hmm. just take us through like how you guys made that scene work, how it went down.
1: That thing we actually we actually shot partly in a blue screen studio and then part of it was on set on location and so what you see is like a mixture of those two things and it's pretty cg heavy because of the hat which is yeah. spinning in the, in the ground so you couldn't just do that made in post but all the blood for example that was coming to my face that was all real someone pumping blood into my, my face it was a whole mess on set <laughs> we had this um dummy its body would kind of open and Unveiled the inside, you know, the blood, and the bones, and everything. The props department made that super real. That thing was always laying around somewhere on set. And every time I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, how, how are fans going to react to that, you know? Right. It, it looks so gruesome. Open split body, they poured more and more blood into it and they didn't close it and then it was the right time it would just bam open it and everything would come out.
0: Anybody I talk to, that's their favorite scene in the movie.
1: I think it was the the right decision that the director Simon, Simon McCoy made to make it more of a violent movie, r rated movie.
0: When it comes to Mortal Kombat, more blood is better.
1: It's Mortal Kombat. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not a kid's movie anymore.
0: No, 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 <laughs> did you ever watch the first movie at all?
1: Yeah, yeah, I did. I remember I was watching it when I was a kid, and I think I thought that Luke, uh Liu Kang Robin Shaw I thought he was i think he, I thought he was Jackie Chan or something
0: <laughs> yeah he I believe he worked with jackie I had him on the show about two years ago, had Robin on, oh uh, okay he actually started out working alongside jackie in the 80s just like you did you just mentioned how they would do uh they were known for doing their crazy stunts he said the same thing he just got tired of getting his ass kicked and decided to
1: move to la yeah yeah it's kind of crazy over there it still is Yeah, you know, it still is now it's a lot more protected because you, know, you got more equipment i would say it's still a, a bit different from the way of working in the west you know back to the topic um yeah i was watching mortal kombat the '95 movie, so it must must be Jackie Chan or something else. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea, and then I just thought it was cool. And then just before I got to Australia to start filming the movie, I, I rewatched it again. It aged well.
0: It yeah, the first one's not, a lot better than the yeah. second one.
1: Maybe except the the Goro.
0: Right after Mortal Kombat, post Mortal Kombat, you released your first single, "Flawless Victory." <laughs> Is singing something you've always wanted to? try your hand at and you're just waiting for the right opportunity
1: yeah i love singing i love singing i love music and i used to have my own rock band back in the days when you know in high school a bunch of friends and we would do concerts and stuff like that i got into mostly rock heavy stuff but even like hip-hop and stuff i really enjoyed so it depends on the mood you know personally for me making music it's not really something i aspire to make money from Right. It's just more Um, of a
0: hobby or something creative you like to do?
1: Yeah, I don't think hobby because hobby, I do it too often to call it a hobby, but I don't have the ambition to make it a, uh, turn it into a career. I mean, you know, things can always change, but um, I'm really, uh, I'm just focusing on the acting side. I think it's a great attribute that you can bring as an actor oh, you can sing, cool, let's do a musical. (laughs) Maybe Mortal Kombat musical. (laughs) Oh,
0: I'll I'll sign up for that today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's always been a passion of mine, and uh, I will always do music, but career-wise, I I just focus on acting.
0: So Max, stunt-wise, what would you say is the most difficult thing that you've worked on? Is there a specific set or sequence that you worked on that kept you up at night and pulled your hair out or something like that? (laughs)
1: <laughs> there are many. There's so many. There's so many. I mean, I'm the kind of person that I I probably start to overthink sometimes because I want to make it perfect. I want to make it right. And there's a lot of pressure when you're on a set because if you don't get a, a stunt right you know, within the first couple takes, let's, let's say the first three takes are kind of will decide whether or not it's gonna be good or not and um, if you mess up in the beginning a lot of people start to freeze and they don't know what to do. For me I try to always get it right within the first to the third take. Otherwise confuses yourself but of course sometimes you have to do like 30 takes to 40 takes. I try to be always prepared for what's coming and I think preparation is everything. My god I, I think the first movie that I worked on with Jackie that gave me a lot of sleepless nights pressure
0: yeah a lot of pressure there
1: (laughs) i ended up fighting him in the film oh Uh, shit uh i played a bodyguard and then there was a one-on-one fight and it was huge exchange of blows and it was really the special thing with with uh jackie chan is his rhythm you know the rhythm is like it's not like one two three four it's like one two three four (laughs) it's really like a jazz music you know like the rhythm can always change turn slower or faster and the same with the fight scenes and so you really have to have the ability to adapt to his rhythm and so a lot of stunt guys would have difficulties with that for me everything went well on that day but in my head i was like i cannot me- mess it up you know yeah jack nail it it's jackie you know yeah. <laughs> and we finished the shot and he was like very good rhythm that was the first thing he told me Oh, that's got to feel good. Yeah, that felt really good. (laughs) Each and every movie has its difficulties, yeah. Yeah. Like Mortal Kombat, the same thing. There was this entrance scene of Kung-Ah where he comes from basically nowhere and does a 720 spin and lands on the floor and catching his hat, saving Liu Kang from Sub-Zero. And I remember... Uh, that was kind of pressure on me too, because that scene was 100% physically done. There was no CG involved in me spinning and flipping in the air. That's from so many years of training, I, I knew that movement. I always wanted to put that somewhere into the film. I found that the right place for it was the entrance, because it's kind of powerful. And I remember they were setting up the camera and it was all on me, you know, and we did probably five takes of it and uh, I felt so good because each and every take I would land and kick and spin perfectly. It just landed in the position. i was so happy because normally, for example, in training, maybe three out of ten times you kind of fail and you be a bit wobbly. And so I was kind of worried that um, I would make some mistakes, but five out of five. Times. There you go. Good <laughs> job. <laughs> Thank you
0: well max i'm not going to keep you all afternoon here i guess just to wind up is there anything on the horizon for you that you can tell us about without getting in trouble
1: i get in trouble for a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> if i tell you <laughs> i can't really say anything right now but i think the the future looks looks bright
0: glad yeah. to hear you can
1: see and hear more of me yeah
0: that's great i'm looking forward to it man and i want you to, to thank you for giving me some of your time and chatting with me
1: thank you justin of course it was a pleasure all right
0: max you have a great rest of your day and i'm gonna get out of here all right Justin. bye bye man all right folks that's a wrap i hope you enjoyed that chat with max remember find us on those social media platforms and send me a screenshot of those reviews and get yourself a shout out and a future discount as always thanks for listening and we'll see you back next week monsters madness
1: and magic